0: Well, students around the country are this week receiving their Year 12 scores. It's a time when there's a lot of attention and pressure on students' performance in the mainstream education system. So how do students who've fallen out of that mainstream system find a way forward and what are their options? Dr. Marnie Shea is a senior research fellow at the University of Queensland's School of Education, and she's just completed an Australian first study into flexi schools. Marnie, welcome to RN Drive.
1: Thank you for having me, Catherine.
0: Firstly, for those who are unfamiliar with a flexi school, what is a flexi school and why do people attend them?
1: Sure. So flexi schools are a term that's used for schools that uh, cater to young people that have been pushed out of the mainstream schooling system. So that could be informally or formally, so formally excluded, or they're just not catering for their needs.
0: Mm. And so have what sort of demand have you seen for these alternative pathways or, or flexi schools over the past years?
1: Um, I've seen a huge increase in demand. So um, I have a teaching background and I actually used to teach in Flexi schools before I retrained as a researcher. Now I do a lot of research uh, with Flexi schools and I've seen it grown uh, fairly quickly over the last decade and they grow in response to need, of course. So um, that tells us that, you know, there are more and more young people who are not, um, their needs aren't being met by mainstream schooling.
0: Mm. Uh, what sort of numbers of um, of students attend these flexi schools?
1: Well, there isn't a comprehensive. Uh, picture in terms of data right now. Uh, We know back in 2014 that there was about 70,000 young people that uh, were engaged in flexi-schooling, but we don't have an exact number Mm. to report on Mm -mm. at
0: the moment. So what is it about the flexi-school approach that allows kids to really thrive when, say, the mainstream system might be letting them down?
1: Uh, Look, the research tells us uh, that it's uh, the relational approach. It's the centering of relationships that young people respond really well to. Um, it's also that young people respond well to that sense of community and sense of belonging that Flexi schools try to nurture. They're usually smaller environments. Um, for example, a young person would call their teacher by their first name and they would uh, get to know the young person probably in a in a lot more deeper context than is it, then teachers in mainstream schools are able to form mm. because of the smaller environment um, and certainly it's about community so the research also tells us that there's a strong sense of uh, community and that's both within the flexi schools but also the ways in which flexi schools connect to broader community settings and lots of mainstream schools do that well mm. too mm. but um that's what we know so far but in terms of my my practice experience in flexi schools um I do know I used to you know work with young people that had been you know not attending school for years and then all of a sudden you know they were attending most days and that even come to school sick and I think that you know I used to reflect on that and think about well what is it that we're doing that's that's so different and I do think it's that um, centering of relationships mm. that is at the core of the approach that works for that cohort of young people.
0: Mm. Is the syllabus the same as mainstream schools or is it less rigid? Is there Are there more practical offerings? How How does it look in comparison?
1: Look, it's quite different for each school. So each school will have you know, a different approach in terms of curriculum. Uh, That's something that um, we uh, came out in our survey. So it's quite a contentious issue because sometimes there's a lot of assumptions made that the young people that attend flexi schools who have been given all sorts of labels like disengaged or not wanting to go to school, that they're not wanting to engage with you know, intellectually challenging curriculum or even the same curriculum that might be on offer at a mainstream school. And the the young people that responded to the survey told us really clearly that they, they do want challenging curriculum mm. and they do want similar curriculum that's on offer at mainstream schools. But, you know, most schools cannot offer Um, you know, the variety of curriculum that's on offer at a mainstream
0: school. Mm -hmm. As you know, we're at the end of the high school year. How do flexi schools generally perform when compared to the mainstream?
1: Um, In Queensland, for example, um, the year 12 certificate equivalent or Queensland certificate of education is available to uh, young people that are completing year 12 equivalent, but it's kind of hard to compare as well because you're talking about a completely different cohort of young people that have, often have quite complex needs and they have a, a lot of things that they're working through in their life um, mm. and personally. So, it's it's sort of hard to draw any comparisons mm, mm. in terms of outcomes.
0: Mm. I imagine very rewarding as a teacher as well. Uh, Mani, we are out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Catherine. Dr. Marnie Shea is a senior research fellow at the University of Queensland's School of Education. Well, if you like what you hear, subscribe to RN Drive in the Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're with Catherine Robinson on RN Drive.
1: Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and
0: audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.